Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Full Circle Healthcare, a podcast brought to you by MedSphere. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of the show. Today, we are talking about public health and the role that IT and technology can play in improving public health. And I'm thrilled to be joined here today by Katie Sekurchak. She's the Director of Clinical Sales at MedSphere. Katie, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Absolutely. We are thrilled to have you on. So, Katie, tell us a little bit more. How would you characterize your, the role of public health in a society? Uh, set us up for our conversation today by, by telling us a little bit more about that. So uh, to understand the role of public health in society, you kind of have to understand um, what public health is meant to do. So public health is really intended to be um, an education and a vehicle for knowledge dissemination amongst the community in terms of what the risks are, um, you know, how overall healthcare can be improved. And so when you think of the role of public health, um, you know, we really want to offer healthcare, health education, we want to offer safety to the communities that we live and work in. And, and one of the, the most common misconceptions around public health is, is really what it is. Most people are going to think of their community clinics and their free clinics, but it's also um, you know, the, the nutrition workers at your children's school and the school nurses, it's the first responders that are out there in the community. So public health, um, you know, plays a huge role in our society. Um, it, it's just not something that has the light shined on it, um, you know, in the role of healthcare that most people think of. You know, you, you've gone a, a little ways into answering this next question, um, but but I would love to just ask it specifically. Like, how do we differentiate public health from just healthcare generally, and and where do they overlap as well? Okay, um, so again, public health. The primary role is kind of education and preventing the spread of disease and the overall health of a community. Hmm. So the, the primary role in what I'll refer to as private health care um, is really to, to treat disease and to treat illness in this country. And and again, that's that's something that's that's very much the American model of healthcare. But within the American model of healthcare, your physicians are very reactive to um, you know, healthcare challenges and, and changes within an individual person. The role of public health is to be proactive within a community to prevent the spread of disease, to improve the other overall healthcare and wellness. And of course, there's, there's certainly some dovetail when it comes to things like vaccinations, educations. Um, you can have a, a mobile mammogram clinic. Um, that's offered through your local community, you know, health center. So there is an area of overlap when it comes to treating disease, but the role of public health is really um, guided towards prevention and education, whereas private healthcare in, in this country is more driven towards treatment. So you mentioned some some maybe stakeholders or some some parties earlier that, that people might not necessarily think of when it comes to public health. So when we talk about public health, where does the responsibility lie? Um, who are the, the primary stakeholders, the primary people with whom um, maybe the, the burden of responsibility rests? Um, I think to have a truly effective public health system, um, it lies with all of us. Um, you know, when we think of public health, you know, the, the first responsible party is the government. 
Um, and people, you know, there's there's certainly some concerns in this country, especially right now in the, in the climate of the country, that um, we have too much government, we have too big government. Um, but the, the role of public health is, you know, receiving funding at a state and federal level, but it's only going to be effective if the members of the community that are targeted are adhering to some of those, those principles of public health. So when we start talking about nutrition services, services in school or when we start talking about those mammal mammogram clinics, um, if we don't take part in those activities within the communities, then the funding goes away. And that leaves our most vulnerable and at-risk patients and community members um, left with zero options. That's, that's a really good point. And I like that idea of, of everyone having a role to play in this and i think that's a that's a really good way to put it and so let's let's bring this around a little bit and talk about technology as well how does technology factor into into public health especially as we've seen technology really growing in terms of, of the impact that it's having in the health sector over the last several years so tell us a little bit more about technology and public health okay uh so i think the obvious is with electronic health records so the, the role of electronic health records, um, and, and they have become much more prevalent in healthcare within the past decade um, because of you know, the Affordable Care Act and some other initiatives um, that have come from, from government directives. So, so the obvious are electronic health records to help physicians um, be better prepared um, for their patients to avoid duplication, but then also to capture those, those reportable data elements. So you can't treat a community or prevent disease in a community if you don't know how it's being affected. Um, you know, some other, again, not thought of as healthcare technologies are wearable devices, such as your, you know, your Apple Watch. All of these can factor into the technology solutions that are are used for um, data metrics within public health to really help reach out to um, the community and to, to help regulate some of the requirements. And so technology plays a huge part, especially because there's a lack of funding. Um, you know, there's an extreme lack of funding in public health initiatives, and that funding is getting smaller and smaller. And you know, so technology can help fill in some of those gaps, especially as we move towards more automation and more AI initiatives. So how then can, can these technologies that you mentioned, things like wearables, things like uh, digital records and, and that sort of thing, how can they interact with those in healthcare generally um, in, in more of a general sense? Um, in, in more of a general sense, of, you're going to be able to, again, reduce redundancy. And so, I don't know, for most people, you go to the doctor, they ask you a series of questions. Next time you go to the doctor, they ask you the same series of questions. You actually get, you know, about five minutes FaceTime with a provider. Um, I'm sorry, let me be accurate. About eight minutes FaceTime with provider to go over all of your conditions. And so that is one of the metrics that the Centers for Medicaid and Medicare Services has come out with, that providers get about eight minutes face time with their patient. So the more information that they have in terms of that historical data, the better. Um, and wearable <coughs> devices are going to allow trending of patients' health conditions at home. So providers um, have that gap filled in for them in their overall patient population. Um, but more importantly, they're gonna be able to document what they find, document what they see with the patient, and then put that into reportable metrics. It all comes down to data-driven initiatives. Um, you know, one of the problems is, is if we don't have the data, we can't drive the initiatives to improve healthcare. 
That's a that's a great point, and, and I, I suppose the more data we're able to collect and categorize and, and and catalog over the years, the more accurate that you can be, and then the more predictive and preventative you can be when it comes to health, as opposed to being reactive all the time, right? Absolutely, yes, and and again, the role of public health is that predictive, preventative model. So mm -hmm. as the private sector doctors are capturing this information hopefully feeding into local health information exchanges, um, is sending this information, you know, for centralized dissemination, then, um, you know, the public health sector is going to say, you know what, in my community, we have a problem with sexually transmitted diseases. But in another community, what we're really dealing with is nutritional deficits and diabetes. And so each community can help tailor their limited public health funds to what their communities need. Now, you mentioned, and this, this takes us a little bit off topic, but I'm, I'm curious about it just from your perspective, is the funnel of information from private healthcare, you know, private doctors and practices and things like that to public health entities, is, is that information flowing at a high enough rate for public health to be able to make determinations like what you're describing? I don't think so. I, I, to, to be frank, I don't think it is yet. Um, we have some some areas of improvement in this country, you know, but we are in our early phases, um, you know, I'll, I'll even say infancy of using technology to really improve healthcare. Um, we do have health information exchanges. Those are generally regional uh, by state, by, by communities, but they're not everywhere. And, you know, your patients in Kansas deserve the same type of healthcare as your patients in New York. And, you know, we don't have a, a full infrastructure in place yet to share all of that information. Um, it's better, it's much better than it was even 10 years ago, but no, we're not there yet today. Uh, another problem is the electronic health records that are on the market today, the majority of them, there, there are certain niche products, but the majority of them don't deal with public health as it deals with patients. So when you're dealing with patients and public health, again, you could be going into schools, you could be seeing a homeless patient on the street, you could be running a vaccination clinic for people that don't have an address. And, and most of, of the electronic health records are not set up to capture all of those very discrete types of data metrics um, that then have to be sent back in for review and for qualification of, of you know certain funding efforts, um, so you know that also needs to be corrected. We need to to be able to make sure that the technology that we have in place doesn't just cover the private physicians and you know the the you know million dollar hospital systems, but they also you know cover our community clinics. I think that's that's really well put, and you're right. It's it's something that's that's improving, but not there yet, like you mentioned. And so let's bring it back around to to talk a little bit more about IT. Can you be a little bit more specific about the benefits of IT in public health? Um, you know, we've already talked about IT in terms of you know the wearable devices. We've talked about health information exchanges and electronic health records. But some of the things that we haven't talked about is really how IT can improve healthcare on the the medicine side. So when we start talking about biomedical advances and the mRNA advances with vaccines, um, technology also improves healthcare from the research and the development aspect of how can we better 
provide healthcare to patients? And how can we disseminate that information? So part of the technology discussion has to be around social media because there are a ton of people in this country that get their information from social media, whether it be because um, they're uninsured or underinsured and, and they can't afford to go to the doctor. Um, you know, you might go on Instagram and find a video of a physical therapist to help you figure out how to address the shoulder pain. Um, that's a very real option that is, is overlooked right now from the healthcare community in how patients are getting their information. Um, and so, you know, there's a, there's a huge role of technology in healthcare and, and frankly, a lot of people in healthcare are ignoring some of the tool sets that are available for patients. That's, a, that's an excellent point. And I'm curious just about costs and how significant of a factor that costs are when it comes to, to public health technology. Oh, well, I mean, costs cost are a huge problem. So, um, you know, reading the statistics here, uh, public health in the United States was spending three cents of every healthcare dollar in 1930. Now, in 1930, the population of the United States was 123 million citizens. Today, we have 330 million citizens, or roughly, and we're spending 2.5 cents um, of every healthcare dollar is towards public health. And so when you think of that, our population has gone up, our funding has gone down, um, and technology solutions are expensive. Healthcare is expensive. Medications are expensive. Vaccines are expensive. Mm. So um, the cost to to healthcare is, in some cases, prohibitive to the most vulnerable. Um, and so, cost is a huge factor in public health. So, Katie, in, in your opinion, what can public health and medicine accomplish when when technology is coordinated and, and working together? The sky's the limit. Uh, anything. A, a stable population base is is really what you're looking for. If you have a healthy population base, then you're going to have more active participation in school. You're going to have more active participation in work. You're going to have more productive, you know, pro productivity in your offices and in, in the workplaces. Um, you're going to have longer lifespans. You're going to have better quality of living. Um, so, so if you have the medical providers um, treating disease and you have public health that is a truly effective mechanism for preventing disease, then, you know, you've just really helped to elevate the society as a whole. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's uh, something that, uh, that I look forward to seeing as it continues to come to fruition. Katie, as we begin to wrap up this conversation today, any final thoughts that you want to leave our listeners and viewers with here today um, on the topic uh, of public health and the role that health IT can play uh, in improving public health? Any final thoughts, any, any uh, maybe summaries or things we haven't touched on yet that you want to leave people with here? Uh, you know, the only thing that I really want to leave people with is, you know, if it's budgeted and not spent, then that budget goes away. So if you see things in your community, like a, um, you know, cooking class for diabetes, um, oftentimes those things are offered through public health funding. Um, take advantage of it for your mom or your dad that might be dealing with diabetes. Make it a fun mm -hmm. night out for the family. If you see a mobile mammogram clinic going through, even if you have access to be able 
able to go, um, you know, to your private hospital, your private physician for your mammogram, sign up for some of those services, because if those services are not utilized, they will go away. We've already seen that happen in this country, and we, we want to make sure that we have, you know, healthcare access for everyone, and the only way to keep it for everyone is if people start using it. Katie, is there a place for people to go where they can learn more about MedSphere and uh, the solutions that you provide in the work that you're doing in this space? Absolutely. You can always go to MedSphere.com um, and get more information on all of the technology solutions that we offer and um, any of the, the workflow solutions that we offer. If you're a healthcare provider and you just want some evaluation or some technology recommendations, there's, so there's, there's a lot of opportunities there for people at MedSphere.com. Absolutely. Medsphere.com is the website. Katie Sekurchak, Director of Clinical Sales at Medsphere. Katie, thanks so much for joining us here on this Friday morning and uh, sharing a little bit more about public health and the role that IT can play in it moving forward. We appreciate it very much. Well, thank you. I appreciate being here. Absolutely. And everyone, we appreciate you joining us for this episode of Full Circle Health, a podcast brought to you by Medsphere. We appreciate it very much. Of course, for more episodes, you can always find us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Wherever you get your podcasts these days, you can go and find previous episodes of the show. And while you're there, you may as well subscribe to stay up to date with the latest. You'll come in, you'll, you can come back to future episodes of the show for more insights like what you heard here today from Katie. So make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with the latest. But for this episode, for Katie Sekurchak, I'm your host, Tyler Kern. We'll talk to you again soon.